Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast, my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major wrestling shows in WWE and AEW, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in the wrestling world, and my own little personal taste and... Um, opinions on what's going on in the wrestling world so not everybody has so many hours in the week to keep up with all the wrestling but my wife and I are huge fans so we watch all the wrestling so I might as well let you know what I think of the wrestling and what's going on so as always we start off with Monday Night Raw but before I get into the recap I have a very exciting announcement today uh, or I think I don't know if it was today or yesterday but the Forbidden Door tickets went on sale they're coming to Toronto baby Scotia Bank Arena and my wife and I have got tickets so we are going to Forbidden Door in Toronto June 25th or 27th I I don't know regardless we're freaking going we are beyond excited so wow I um I didn't expect uh that just kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, damn. Like, we just, we had to go. So we are freaking going. I heard that po- there's a possibility. Is SummerSlam coming to Toronto as well? I heard maybe. But uh, WWE usually makes a passing through in Toronto in the summer. So regardless, whenever uh, I find out uh, when they're coming, I'm more than likely going to be going to see whatever WWE event is going to be here in uh, in Toronto. But Forbidden Door, I don't even know what is going to be on that card. I just, I cannot wait, man. I just want to see, uh, it's going to be my first AEW event and for my wife and I. So that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. If you're going to be there, let me know where you're going to be and all that stuff. I heard that Steve Dangle is going as well. So I'm a huge fan of his. So maybe I'll be seeing him. I doubt it, but that would be really cool so uh, that'll be a fun time whenever that comes I'll be doing a I had a, when I went to Monday Night Raw last summer I uh, just kind of gave like a, a review of my experience at the show so that's what it's going to be like more than likely for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view it's going to be awesome so now that that is over I, I just I had to, I was so excited I had to tell I had to tell everybody in the world but let's get into Monday Night Raw they were in St. Louis this week a rowdy crowd in St. Louis they start off the show with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn Kevin is saying that he's always been Sami Zayn's number one fan, even though that he has not been acting like his number one fan over the last uh, like year or so, year or two. But uh, he admits that he thinks that Sami Zayn outgrew the bloodline, and I absolutely agree with that. Like, Sami Zayn became the star of the bloodline. At first, he was just kind of shoved in there randomly, but he became the star. He's more popular than Roman Reigns, and yes, so good stuff from Kevin Owens right there. But Kevin says he finally realized that they need to work together, duh. I mean, geez. Usos now arrive, they talk some trash. Kevin Owens demands a match against the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And the Usos accept. That is a yeet right there, everybody. That is a yeet. Then they all brawl. Big old brawl starts. Usos retreat once they see Roman Reigns arriving to the arena. Uh, solid opening segment right here. So I'm a little saddened by this only because uh, it appears that they are moving off the Sami Zayn as the Universal Champion. Um, they're still going to be continuing their 
thing with the bloodline so i think it's a pretty it's a good it's a smart way to uh keep it going keep Sami Zayn and kevin owens in that in that thing but you have to do it with cody rhodes right like cody rhodes made the jump back over from aew back into the wwe he was more than likely promised the sun and the moon a main a main event match at wrestlemania i don't know i don't think they would guarantee a title win i still i have no idea just yet how i Who's going to win that match? I'm hoping for Cody Rhodes. But regardless, uh, looks like Cody is going to be going in there. It's going to be one-on-one. But our consolation prize of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn teaming up together to take on the Usos for the Undisputed champion uh, Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania... That's a pretty big, that's a big match, man. Like, that's good. That's going to have a lot of emotion, the storyline between these two. So, I like the idea. I am just, I'm disappointed that we're not going to get WrestleZania this year by the look of it. But, hey, with the way that the storyline's been going with this, they could push this till next year. Maybe it's not going to necessarily happen at WrestleMania, but... I'm excited, though. I'm happy. Uh, I'm just happy that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be... They're not going to get a main event spot on WrestleMania, but they're going to have a big part of WrestleMania. They're going to have one of the biggest storylines, if not the biggest storyline, going into that. So, good for them. I I like the match. I wish, again, I'm going to throw a ladder. You can never go wrong with a ladder match, but uh, there's going to be a lot of intensity with it, but I think that... I think Kevin and Owens... Kevin and Owens. No, Kevin and Sami... would be fantastic tag team champions. The Usos have held it for a record uh, length, so it could be time. I think uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy have a good chance at, at getting these titles here at WrestleMania. So, good decision. I like that addition for WrestleMania, so that's pretty key. We move on to Austin Theory versus Montez Ford with Angelo Dawkins, of course. Austin hits a rolling dropkick A-Town down for the W. Solid match. I mean, Ford flying like an eagle, as he always does. Just very entertaining stuff. Theory cuts a promo after that while he's like... There's like blood... Like, he's crying blood. I don't know what happened. There's like... There's an odd amount of blood going on in the WWE this week. And it's uh, it's the hard way, because they don't do blading or anything. It's uh, So it's legitimate blood. Don't know what happened there with Austin, but it looked cool. I mean, you're crying blood just a little bit, but it's pretty good. And we got Roman Reigns. He is talking with the Usos. He is not impressed with their night so far. Jay lashes out at Roman. rut you're not supposed to do that. Roman asks everybody to leave, except Jay. Ooh. He's in trouble. Oh, he's in so much trouble. After the commercial break, Roman starts questioning Jay if he's still part of the family. Jay says, yeah, dog, I'm part of the family still. Roman says he loves him. So, yeah, I guess it doesn't take much to convince Roman, but family is family. So, you know, Jay's just a little upset. He's got that. He's so... They're still kind of teasing that there is still cracks, still cracks in the bloodline. But they're for right now, it seems like they're going to hold it together through WrestleMania. But, yeah, not bad. Adam Pearce is trying to announce stuff backstage, but he keeps getting interrupted by Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Uh, Chelsea was entertaining here, and now Piper Nevin is joining up with her kind of as the bodyguard. I like it. Not bad. And I really like, again, I like this uh, Chelsea Green and Adam Pearce chemistry. It's pretty pretty entertaining because Adam Pearce has been really boring for a long time. And just recently, he's kind of been coming out of his shell. And this in particular, I really like. So good stuff. And speaking of good stuff, oh baby, we got Almost versus Lesnar for a, a nice video hype package for WrestleMania. And honestly, it wasn't bad. They, it was 
It was a solid little video hype package. Made made almost look like he could wrestle, but he literally can only do two moves, maybe three. And there he moves. His mobility is terrible. Brock Lesnar, not really a guy that can run a match by himself. So a- again, I, I plead with WWE to add some sort of stipulation to this. Again, I will recommend the slap fight. That would be amazing, but we're not going to have that, but uh, a decent hype package anyway. And now we move into a match almost with MVP versus Mustafa Ali. That kind of rhymes. Anyway, uh, you guessed it, baby. It's a squash match. Terrible. Don't like it. Mustafa, though, I'll give him uh, I'll give him a, not a thumbs up, but I'll give him props for selling out there. He was, he was doing a really good job selling, and but his new gimmick, though, I mean, I have not been a fan of Mustafa for a while. I mean, he's a talented wrestler. Just He has just been floating out there on the roster. He has just cannot grasp anything. Now he's doing this super positive gimmick, and he's smiling and being happy. And, yeah, that never goes over well, so he just gets obliterated. But, yeah, don't like this. Thumbs down. Now we move on. It is Logan Paul with his posse backstage. He is met by The Miz. He wants to be on Impulsive, but he is just shut right down. Just Logan just cold shoulders him, walks right by him. Miz is shocked Pikachu about that. Now we go to the Impulsive TV segment. It's Logan Paul cutting a promo. Really loved his call out to the to the one kid with the prime sign because he's like, nobody in St. Louis likes me except for two people, my brother and that one kid with the prime sign. I love you. And like that was good, man. That was good. It made me giggle. I'm giving that a thumbs up. That was funny. And then Logan starts chirping St. Louis. I mean, it's cheap heat, but it's always it's entertaining if you could do it good. And I think I thought Logan did a pretty good job making fun of St. Louis, chirping the fact that their uh, football team left for L.A. I mean, I'm not. I'm not very uh, well acquainted with the NFL, but uh, that was that made me giggle, I guess. Anyway, he starts chirping Seth frickin' Rollins. Logan's mic gets cut out, and it is Seth Rollins in the production truck, trolling Paul, cutting out the microphone. Seth starts dancing like a goofball to the ring while Logan is chirping St. Louis and Seth the whole way. Like, I thought it was really entertaining. Like, Logan's just like, shut up. I hate this. Shut up, St. Louis. Again, I'm... I, I thought it was very entertaining. Thumbs up again. They start fighting. Management and security get involved. Logan takes a good bump on the table. Like, Seth just takes his legs out. He goes flat back onto the table. It doesn't break, but that doesn't... That that hurts, man. That hurts. And then Seth almost breaks his freaking neck as he jumps onto, the, onto security, man. Like, oh my god. Like, whew, just a couple... Like, an inch or so, he would have freaking hurt his neck, man. That was a little scary. Uh, But that was a good, entertaining segment, man. Like, I'm not a big fan of Logan Paul, but in the WWE, he's been solid. Like, every time he makes an appearance in the WWE, I'm entertained with him. Like, I would not hate if he became a full-time member of the WWE. Like, I understand that he goes through a lot of, um, what do you call it, rehearsing and stuff with Shawn Michaels. But you know who else rehearsed his matches a lot? Macho Man. Now, I'm not saying Logan Paul is Macho Man, but I don't see the problem with rehearsing your matches. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Logan Paul, man, again, entertaining segment. I really enjoyed this. Thumbs up. I'm a little bit shocked. (laughs) Now we move on. It is Dom Mysterio with Damian Priest fighting Johnny Gargano with Dexter Lumith. So Dom tosses Johnny off of the top rope, hits a frog splash to the injured ribs of Johnny Gargano, pins and wins. Mostly clean against Johnny Gargano. I am very impressed. Uh, this was a good match, man. Dom kicking out of two super kicks. Like, 
just freaking impressive. It was a fairly stiff match. Don Mysterio, a solid performance here in the ring. And, I mean, you have a veteran here. You have a master in the ring in Johnny Gargano. He can have a great match with anybody. But Dom was... He held his own in there. I was pleasantly surprised with this match. I thought it was good. Seven? Out of ten. Then Dom, after the match, he cuts a promo. Uh, he calls out his jefe. That means father, I believe. Uh, anyway, yet again. But this time, he brings uh, his own real mommy into it. He asks her to make Ray fight him. So that, again... Don Mysterio, entertaining in the ring, entertaining on the mic, calling out his jefe yet again. I mean, even though it's every single week they're doing the same thing over and over and over again, they're building up that annoyance level with Don Mysterio. He's funny, man. I like him. This was entertaining. Thumbs up. Now, Paul Heyman tells the Usos to go enjoy the rest of their night on the town, but not you, Solo. You got to stay here again. Like, <laughs> they keep doing that to poor Solo. What a guy. I mean, Solo Sokoa is is the man. So that was that was a giggle fest right there for me. Oh geez, now we move on to this like we got this Edge promo, but he's wearing he's it's a video promo, but it looks like he is just a floating head because he's wearing black and he's in this black background. So I was really really distracted by this. So, but anyway, he is asking Finn Balor to bring out the demon to fight the devil in Hell in a Cell. So. Oh, buddy. So I talked about this last week. I was asking the question, are they going to bring out uh, Finn Balor in the demon form for WrestleMania? I feel like you're in a Hell in a Cell match. It's WrestleMania. He hasn't done this in a long time. I think everything builds to, yes, this is the proper time to bring it out. Edge is asking for it. So I feel like, yeah, I think we're about to see the demon at WrestleMania in Hell in a Cell versus a psychotic Edge. So Edge is starting to lose his mind a little bit. This is fantastic. A good promo. The floating head thing. You guys got to work on that just a little bit. It was a little distracting, but I like this. Thumbs up. Rhea Ripley cuts a dull promo until she is cut off by damage control. A match is made with, I mean, Rhea Ripley. Uh, they do the thing. It was like, oh, I'm not really dressed to uh, wrestle, but I mean, she's fine. She could wrestle in whatever the hell she was wearing. Uh, Bailey versus Rhea Ripley. Becky with the biggest bag of popcorn I have ever seen. She comes out with Trish Stratus and Lita. They're watching the match. Rhea kicks the soul out of Bailey in the corner. Bailey gets too focused on Lynch. Eats a riptide. Ripley wins the match. Solid overall. I mean, it was predictable what was going to happen, but fairly entertaining. Just more storyline building towards the WrestleMania matches. Now, <laughs> Chad Gable is searching for Otis yet again. He finds him getting a handy. Uh, Excuse me, not a handy, uh, a manicure, whatever those are, you know, he's getting, they call it a handy petty, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Chad needs Otis, but the models also need Otis. Otis decides to go with Chad Gable. All right, boy Otis. So, again, Otis is starting to go back into that comedy role. He thrives in that role, is becoming more entertaining each week. I like this. We got a 40-year-old virgin waxing parody starring the brawling uh, brutes. That is the best spoof that they have done so far. Uh, very entertaining. It felt real. I liked the. I liked Sheamus going Jesus all the time. Entertaining. If you uh, haven't seen this one, this one I would say is worth going out of your way to look up on YouTube or whatever. Quite entertaining. And there's one floating out there. I'll have to go up and look this one up myself because I haven't seen it. But they keep showing it in the commercials. And there's a um, uh, a Goodfellas parody. I think it's Goodfellas. 
uh, the, you think I'm funny like a clown? The Joe Pesci scene starring Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. I haven't seen that one yet, but oh man, I think that one could be good. So I'm going to have to go out of my way to look that one up. But anyway, the 40-year-old virgin thing, that gets a thumbs up. That was funny. And they announced the third inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame. This is the Celebrity Edition. It is Andy Kaufman. So uh, you may remember Andy Kaufman or you may not because this is well before my time. But way back in the day, uh, Jerry the King Lawler slapped Andy Kaufman on Derry, uh, David Letterman. And it became a whole thing. So you can look it up. It was pretty interesting. I believe there's there's a whole bunch of stuff you can look up on it. But anyway, it's enough for Andy Kaufman to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Andy Kaufman, though he has passed away. Um, but that is cool, I guess. That's pretty cool. We got Ricochet with Braun Strowman versus Gable with Otis. So Ricochet falls off a of Gable when they were on the top ropes there. Didn't look like that's what they were going for. Looked like a botch. A little bit scary, but everyone's okay. Uh, except for Gable, because he starts bleeding behind the ear a little bit. I'm not really sure what did that, but again, there's blood. Now Maxine of the models comes down to steal Otis away. This really upsets Chad Gable. So much so, he takes a perfect shooting star press from Ricochet, and Ricochet picks up the W. This was a good match, man. Really liked the chemistry. Chad Gable with his masterclass technical abilities, and Ricochet with his stupid high-flying both incredible in the ring, so yeah, it was going to be a good match. They gave him enough time, which was nice. Yeah, good match. Seven at then, seven at then. And we got Bianca Belair with Asuka versus Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. So we got the two opponents, Asuka and Bianca for WrestleMania, getting into a tag team match with each other. So we get the predictable Asuka and Bianca arguing all throughout the match. They can't be on the same page because they're enemies. But... Bianca hits an impressive KOD on Piper Nevin, really showing off the strength there. Just, I mean, Piper Nevin, she's a large, she's a large lass, and Bianca is a very strong woman, and hitting that KOD, that was impressive. And that was enough for the W, of course. An okay match. Immediately after the victory, Asuka attacks Bianca, adding more heat to the match, so... Again, I'm, I'm not overly excited with the storyline building towards this match, but I am still fairly excited for the match. And we got Solo, Heyman, and Roman Reigns. They come out to the ring. Roman can't even get acknowledged before Cody Rhodes intervenes. Roman is very much so not impressed with the interruption. Roman goes over Cody's career of running away from everything. He ran away from all the terrible gimmicks they forced him to do his first time in WWE. He ran away from, well, he didn't call it AEW, but that indie promotion. That's what they always call it in the WWE. But he, he claims that he ran away from that. All right, Roman, I guess you're done. It's Cody Rhodes' turn, so let's see what he's got. Cody goes absolutely off on the whole bloodline. Amazing stuff. Really pisses off Solo, telling him he ain't ready to do anything in the WWE yet. He's not ready to be a champion. Roman makes fun of Cody Rhodes running away. Then he literally runs away from Cody. I mean, the irony here. So, Roman retreats. Solo tries to fight Cody Rhodes. That goes poorly. Roman forces Solo to retreat with him. And, yeah, man. I mean, Roman's promo here was solid. But, I mean, Cody just absolutely put him put him down. Way better than, than Roman Reigns. And it was a good segment right here. The Raw overall, it was pretty solid. Some decent matches right there. I, I, again, I'm a little bit disappointed that we're moving on from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for title matches and stuff like that, but I don't think it's over yet. They're still keeping them in there with the bloodline, so that's fine. It was an okay 
Great show overall, but now let's move on to NXT 2.0, kicking it off with Pretty Deadly. They are super upset about getting put through a table last week. That was awesome. Mellow and Trick come out. They accept a match against Pretty Deadly for later on in the show. Brawl breaks out. Braun Breaker arrives to throw castles over the rope. He takes a really hard fall on the outside. That looked painful. And Braun is uh, going to protect Mello until their match at Stand and Deliver. It was an eh, it was an all right opening segment. I mean, Braun was just I felt like he was just forcing his way in there, but it makes sense. He wants to make sure that his match with Carmelo goes unproblematic. Is that a word? I don't know. Let's go with that. Now we move to the women's championship qualifier match: Tiffany Stratton versus Indy Hartwell. So Stratton with a really stiff-looking stomp to Indy's face. That was a how you doing right there. Jeez. Tiffany has an epiphany, hits the lovely moonsault, pins, and wins. This was a really solid match. Again, really like Indy Hartwell. I like the way that she's been wrestling nice and stiff. And Tiffany Stratton, she didn't mess up the moonsault this time. Hits it nice and clean. Not bad. Now Gallus is hanging out at the pub. They get challenged by the Creeds. At a game of pool. So Gallus absolutely dominate the Creeds at pool multiple, multiple times. So they try a different game. Let's try darts. And this time, the Creeds dominate Gallus in darts. So after a whole bunch of drinking, a whole bunch of playing, a whole bunch of fun games, they're going to call it a day, but no way, Jose. Now the Dawn and Stacks, they're waiting for them outside. And they're like, round two? Yes, sir. So they go back in for some more drinking and games. I like this segment. It was fun. Thumbs up. We got Gigi Dolan. She's getting interviewed about the championship. She gets interrupted by Tiffany, having yet another epiphany about winning the title for herself. Eh, it was not a bad, okay, interview segment right here. Wesley explains why he has an open challenge for his title. He messes up the name of the championship here. Made me giggle. Dragon Lee makes his debut again. He wants in on the open challenge. Wesley says, yeah, I'm down with that. So he adds him into the open challenge match. JD McDumma, what are you talking about? JD McDonough, bro. He comes out, he says, sit down, shut up, and watch the master destroy Ilya Dragunov in his match. Lee was fine. Dragon was fired up right here. And JD McDonough, as always, freaking awesome. Just, oh, JD is so freaking good, man. Awesome stuff. Thumbs up. And speaking of thumbs up, we got a dream match for me right here. I've been waiting weeks for this. JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov. Does this match live up to the hype? Let's find out. Uh, they must be fans of Power Slap, man. They must have been watching it because they just start slapping the shit out of each other. I adore this. This is a thumbs up. Ilya gets tossed under the rope and he catches his head on the way down, like on the ropes, and he smacks his head. Really scary whenever you see that. But thankfully, uh, Dragunov is okay after that scary moment. But then he takes a wicked DDT. He, he appears he's definitely fine because he, like, Slams his face. Uh, just an incredible sell right here. Thumbs up for that. We get a, vis a vicious machine gun chops from Juggernaut, And then he deadlifts slams JD. I mean, oh my goodness, dude. Another thumbs up for that. Dragon Lee gets caught up in the action. He eats a slap from JD. Then a slap from Ilya. I mean, whoa, bro. Like, Dragon can't take any more of this. If you slap me one more time, it's over. But that's it. He starts fighting back. The three start brawling with each other. Wesley decides he's going to get into all the action. He dives onto all of them out of nowhere. But sadly, that means this incredible match didn't get a finish. But 
Oh my goodness, dude. I hope uh, Lee and Dragon Lee, the Lees, whatever, they were taking notes on how to bring the shit to fucking stand and deliver, man. That match was excellent. Outstanding match, yet again, from Dragunov and McDonough. Super stiff. I mean, I can watch these guys go like... Oh my god, I just, it was so good, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do at Stand and Deliver. I'm a little bit nervous if they're going to be able to get to that level again, but with everybody in there, but this was a fantastic match. Even though it didn't get a good finish, if it did, got a clean finish, this would have been a match of the year contender for sure, but I'm still giving this an 8.5 out of 10. This is a match, go out of your way, if you have not seen Dragunov or JD McDonough fight, watch this man these two are unbelievable in the ring and their chemistry together is outstanding they're so fast it's so their transitions are so good they beat the fucking shit out of each other it is excellent now we move west we move on it is wesley he announces a battle royale for the final spot in the five way for the north american championship axiom was pretty good in this right here he's like i'm going i he's he's just happy to get an opportunity even though I think he's been kind of been done wrong here. He's, I think he kind of deserves to get in there. I still feel like he's probably going to win the Battle Royale next week and get in there. I hope he does for the sake of the match because Axiom is awesome, man. Like, he's not a great promo, but in the ring, he is awesome. So I'm rooting for Axiom to win the Battle Royale so he can be the final guy in the five-way. That five-way, dude, is going to be banana sandwich. Now, Johnny Gargano is a hold-up. Wait a second. That's not Johnny Gargano. That's Big Body Javi. I don't know if I'm I'm happier or sad. I don't know. I, I like both of them. But I'll, I'll go with I accept this. This is acceptable. So Big Body Javi is chirping Johnny Gargano. And that's not a good idea. So the real Johnny Gargano comes out. He means business. He whoops, uh, John, big, he, he whoops Javi's ass. Throws him out. And Jesus, man. Johnny was not playing around. He looks pissed. And Johnny has a contract for Grayson Waller for a unsanctioned match. Oh, buddy. Waller won't sign it until next week, he says. But holy crap, man. I am looking very much so forward to this match. The intensity on Johnny was on point. I mean, where is this uns- this intensity on like Raw and stuff? Like, We don't get to see this Johnny Gargano on the main programming. So again, just put him back down in NXT where he belongs. He's even saying that. He's like, this is my house. This is always going to be my house. And like, I feel like he wants to come back to NXT more than anybody. And I want him back there too. So Johnny, please come home. What the hell is that? Eddie Thorpe? Who the hell is Eddie Thorpe? Well, we're going to find out next week because he is going to debut. So I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Ivy gets interviewed about getting betrayed last week. She's trying to move on and win her match tonight, so she doesn't want to talk about it. So we move on to the match, the women's qualifier match. Ivy Nile versus Lyra Valkyria. Lyra hits a big spinning kick here for the W. Match was all right. I mean, both showing off their MMA skills, but it was a little bit short, so there's not much to say about it. Dawn and Alba fire. They attack the women's champions, Kiana and Henley backstage. It gets quickly broken up, but for some reason, it makes uh, the women's champions' relationship a little bit stronger right here. She's like, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And they're like, oh. So I guess this, I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of these, of Kiana and, and Henley as the tag team champions. I feel like Alba and... Dawn will be a better champions, but even them have been a little bit disappointing uh, being together so far, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Not not the strongest segment right here, but it was quick and, and stuff, so we're moving on. Wesley is walking around the back. He gets threatened by Jinder Mahal, 
and then he gets threatened by Dijak, and then he gets threatened by Dabakato. I mean, holy moly, man. Like, can a guy just walk around the back room area in peace? Like, holy jumping, just getting threatened by everybody. But, uh, again, uh, Jinder, uh, no thank you. I don't want that. But, yo, if Dijak gets added to the five-way, that would be really good. Uh, now we got Schism versus Chase University in a debate-off. Interesting. Uh, Chase U win the debate with the help of Tyler Bate. Chase U challenge Schism to a match at Stand and Deliver. But Duke puts the school up for grabs. I mean, oh my god. So the school is up. Schism accept these uh, stipulations. And this was a really good segment. I mean, Thea, again, she was the MVP of this segment. Really liking Thea Hale. This is a thumbs up. I like this. And the Schism were, eh, you know, they were pretty plain. Not a lot of... Um, I don't know, char uh, charisma from them. So, I don't know. Chase U definitely saved this segment. So, I thought they were good. Uh, Gallus, the family, and the Creeds are absolutely crippled from drinking all night. But they agree to have a triple threat tag team match at Stand and Deliver. So, I feel like the Don kind of knew what he was doing here. Get everybody liquored up so that he can get his sneak his way into a match right here. So, I like this segment right here. Good stuff. We finish it off. It is pretty deadly. Versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams and Braun Breaker. So, Braun assists Melo with a springboard into Pretty Deadly. That was awesome. I mean, he just flung him into Pretty Deadly. That was dope. Thumbs up for that. Prince has a bloody nose, so yet another little bit of blood here in the WWE. Braun almost hits Melo with a spear, but he stops himself. But Braun does hit a spear on Pretty Deadly. Carmelo finishes off with his finisher, calling it nothing but net. All right, you go with that. And they pick up the W. Pretty solid freaking tag team match right here. Braun and Carmelo work good together. Braun was really hyper throughout this match, man. I, I liked it. I liked his energy. Uh, the handshake part with Carmelo where Carmelo puts out the fist bump and then Braun just grabs the fist and he just, the smile on his face. I mean, all right, Braun, you got me this week. I really liked his attitude. I liked the energy that he brought. So thumbs up for that. And it was a really good NXT this week. Big matches added for Stand and Deliver. Really excited for the five-way match. That's going to be bananas. Uh, JD and Dragunov were absolutely excellent. Again, I just I wish I could just get those two just to have a clean finish. But I really like this NXT this week. Really good stuff. Seven and a half out of ten. Now we go to AEW. They were, where the hell were they this week? I don't know. They're in Missouri. They were in Missouri. All right. So the Young Bucks, they start off the show. They're getting taken away in an ambulance. Hangman goes with them for some reason and not Kenny Omega. So we don't know what the heck happened. We don't know who attacked the Young Bucks just yet. The show begins with Orange Cassidy, Darby, Allen, and Sting. Versus Butcher, Blade, and Sapien with Ford. Sting does the orange slow roll in there. I mean, oh my god. Sting was just, he was being a funny guy in there. And that was fantastic. Thumbs up for that. Sting then hits the death drop on Kip Sapien for the W. Good opening match, man. I mean, like I said, Sting was was shockingly the, like, the most entertaining guy. And that's crazy when you have Orange Cassidy and stuff. So, really good opening match for this. Good wrestling. 7 out of 10. We got Top Flight here versus the Guns for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Dante nails the nosedive. An absolutely unbelievable move. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it's like he jumps all over the ropes and stuff. I Unbelievable move. Thumbs up for that. Guns get some help from the Kingdom. They hit the 310 to Yuma to retain their championships. 
Uh, guns with a solid performance here. And of course, as always, Top Flight were incredible. Uh, one of the better matches I've seen from the guns. Good performance, good match. 7.5 out of 10. FTR come out. They are looking for a title shot. The, gun, the guns are absolutely... I mean, oh my... When I say they're flipping out, they're absolutely flipping out. They want absolutely nothing to do with FTR. They are just screaming at them. FTR just shrugs that off. They don't care. They keep offering up things. The final offer comes down to if the guns win, FTR will leave, will leave AEW forever. Oh my god. The guns spit in their face, but they do accept the challenge. That is disgusting and oh man. Personally, I am never a big fan of these stipulations where it's like winner leaves this, especially when it comes to WWE because they rather show up on the other programming the next week or they just show back up on, on the programming that they got fired from the next week, a.k.a. John Cena. Won't get into that right now, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of this stuff. I feel like even if the guns win, FTR is probably just going to go to Ring of Honor or something. They're still going to be there, so I'm not really worried about it. But it kind of adds that predictable nature. Like, you would kind of expect FTR to win this match, right? Like, they just came back to AEW. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But the spitting in the face, that's just freaking gross. Don't do that. Now, we got Jade Cardgill. She has a cease and desist against Lyra Valkyria for the use of Jaded. So, there you go. I suggested that they do something with that. And there they go. So, they're going to be fighting over the use of the finisher, Jaded. So, there you go. Pretty good. Stokely Hathaway now fights Hook for the FDW Championship in a no-disqualification match. So, Stokely Hathaway is not a wrestler. He is a manager. He is he is not very big. He's, he's not very strong. And um, so, this is going to be good. Uh, but I have to, before we get into the, into the match, I have to admit, I love Stokely Hathaway's entrance music. It's almost as good as Hook's, but that is some good beats right there. So, thumbs up for that. Good music. Stokely has, uh, he says he's not medically clear and has to retire as of right now. Good try. It, it doesn't work. He also has a doctor's note, which turns out to be a receipt. So, oh boy. <laughs> good try right there, Stokely. Not good enough. It does make me laugh. I'm not a fan of Stokely Hathaway, but this was the most entertaining thing he's he's done in AEW for, for me personally. So, thumbs up for this. Hook hits the Tazplex on Stokely onto the steel barricade. Pins, but doesn't have enough. He has to choke out Stokely to retain the championship. So, really entertaining stuff. I loved watching Stokely getting his ass kicked by Hook. So, it wasn't much of a match. It was a squash match. But again, it was entertaining. So, I'll give it a thumbs up. Now it's Adam Cole, baby. He is back in the ring. He is cutting a promo. The crowd is super duper hot for Adam Cole, baby. Adam about to announce who he is going to fight against first, but he gets interrupted by Daniel Garcia. They have a good back and forth. Garcia will be the first opponent for Adam Cole next week. Baby, thumbs up. Thumbs up for that. It's nice to see Adam Cole back in AEW on a weekly basis, so I can't wait to see that dude fight again. He's so good. Moxley with the Blackpool Combat Club versus Stu Grayson with the Dark Order. Stu lands high on Moxley off of the springboard. That just looked painful, man. Like, his basically almost his whole body weight just lands right on Moxley's head. So, ouch. Grayson nails a moonsault off of the top onto Blackpool, lands on his feet, and then he hits a 450 on Moxley. I mean, holy jumping, Stu Grayson. He's on fire. Thumbs up. Moxley hits an avalanche Death Rider to put away Grayson for the W. 
Uh, really, really good match here, man. Grayson with a very good performance. Hanging in there with Moxley, looking really good. And his high-flying ability, underratedly good. So I like this match quite a bit. Seven and a half, at it then. We have Ricky Starks backstage. He is telling Juice Robinson to stop it. Get some help. Or to face him man-to-man. -man. So they're calling each other out. Um, not seeing a whole... I haven't seen any rebuttal from Juice Robinson just yet. That's probably happening on Dark or something. But uh, I'll still watch this match. It's going to be fine. And I like this little promo here from Ricky. Pretty funny. We got a, a QTV segment. They announce another Hobbs Open Challenge match versus Penta on Rampage this Friday. So that should be fun. Uh, they, they're spraying the be the breath spray. That that was kind of getting to me. They just wouldn't stop spraying it. It was pretty funny. Uh, much better segment than last week. So it's, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's growing on me just yet, but it was better than last week. Not good enough for a thumbs up though. We got Tony Storm with the Outcast versus Sky Blue. Tony with the best hip attack in the business. I swear it just, every single time she does that hip attack, I just go, oh, oh my God, it looks so good. Then she tops it off with a German suplex and a storm zero. Tony picks up the victory right here. Solid match. Uh, the outside interference was just a little bit too much for Sky Blue to even have a chance. Though she did get a couple close calls, which was nice. So pretty good performance from her. And I already talked about the hip attack and how brutal that thing is. Oh my god. Tony is good enough. Like, that hip attack is good enough to be a finisher for her. Like, I would not be upset if that was her finisher. It looks so devastating. Like, forget the, torm the Storm Zero. Like, just do the hip attack. Uh, anyway, the Outcast beat down Sky after the match. Willow and Riho come down for the save. Stu Grayson is getting checked out by Medical. And then he just gets choked out and attacked by the Combat Club. Like, holy crap, man. Like, you just had a match with the guy. Like, and you beat him. Like, why are you so upset? But adding more heat between the Combat Club and the Dark Order. So, I'm, I like this. I want those two to fight more. And now we have the dream match they have been hyping up over the last week. It is, I'm going to probably butcher this name. I'm going to try my best. El Hero and El... 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 Boy, El, oh, El Hero Del Vikingo versus oh, Kenny Omega, baby, with Don Callis. Oh my god, dude. I have not seen this Vikingo guy fight, and oh, I have been missing out. So we get an unbelievable inward 450 Huracurana from Vikingo. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Well, not anything like that. I just don't think I've seen that move before. And he does it so unbelievably good. Like, wow. Thumbs up. Kenny hits a monkey flip onto the apron. Like, that was just painful to look at. Ouch. Vikingo nails a perfect 630 springboard splash through a table. And that thing was flawless. So perfect. Thumbs up. Vikingo misses a second 630 and he bounces like a basketball on the mat. I mean, oh my god. Eats another knee to the face from Kenny. Uh, hits the one-winged angel and Kenny Omega wins this match. Holy fucking shit dude viking go my goodness bro that was absolutely amazing what a performance this dude is innovative as hell what a moveset jaw dropping high flying abilities like oh my goodness like up there with ray phoenix like ray phoenix he's unbelievable this guy is right there with him and he's only 25 years old he is insanely fast like i was i said wow a good three four times like this guy's insane really bright future for him an outstanding match against kenny omega really lives up to the dream hype of this match like holy shit 
Eight and a half out of ten. This was awesome. Hangman Adam Page comes down with a two by four and freaking Don Callis does like an Eddie Guerrero impression. He pretends to get hit by the two by four and then this really pisses off Kenny Omega because he thinks that he uh, Hangman just clocked his boy Don Callis with a two by four. So looks like they're going to have um, an Omega versus Hangman thing. I'm good with that. But but before they get into that. I need some more of this Viking Go guy, man. Like, sign this guy immediately. Like, give him a 400-year deal and just have him fight Kenny Omega every single every single week. I need this guy. Like, wow. Make him the third member of the Lucha Bros. I need him to fight the Lucha Bros. I want him to fight me. I want him. I want it. Just give me all the Viking Go. I, wow. This guy was awesome. And I feel like Don Callis is up to no good. Is he trying to, like, what is he doing? Like, why is he trying to make Kenny Omega fight Hangman? I feel like he's up to no good. And Don Callis, you better watch yourself, buddy. But that is the end of the show. This was a great Dynamite, man. Good matches all throughout. Uh, they honestly, it just continued to get better and better, the matches, honestly. Uh, even the Stokely Hathaway thing was was awesome. That's the best thing I've seen him do in AEW since he showed up. And like I said, man, Tony Khan... You sign Mr. Viking Co. to a $100 million contract immediately. Get this guy in the roster. Get him on weekly television immediately. Thank you very much. And that is an 8 out of 10. This was a great dynamite. Worth your time to watch. Especially, you gotta see Kenny Omega versus Viking Go, man. Like, wow. And now we go on to... Friday Night Smackdown because freaking Rampage is... Oh, we're gonna have a special late Saturday show. It's like, ugh... Oh, so that's just fantastic. Anyway, SmackDown is in Las Vegas this week. That's pretty kiddier. Starting off with Cody Rhodes versus Ludwig Kaiser with Giovanni Vinci. Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa come out to watch Cody Rhodes wrestle. Cody hits the cutter and a crossroads for the W. It was a fine match. I mean, no disrespect to Kaiser, but I really would have preferred to see Giovanni Vinci. I just, I think that dude is so good in the ring. Kaiser was fine, but... Obviously, Cody was going to win. He's not going to lose before his WrestleMania match. But Paul Heyman comes into the ring after and he starts putting, like, Cody in a really hard spot. He's like, oh, fight Solo Sokoa next week. I, I bet you won't do it. And Cody being Cody, he's like, he gets all fired up and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take it. But it was a really good fired up promo right there. So I like that. And next week, Cody Rhodes doing the Cody Rhodes thing. He's going to fight Solo it should be a fine match. I just don't want him to get hurt. Just please don't get hurt. Well, it doesn't even matter, right? He fought with a torn pectoral muscle. So if even if he does that, we, he's going to wrestle. So I guess we really don't have to worry about that. But an okay opening to the show. Now we move on to Charlotte Flair. She is cutting a promo about her insecurities. Yeah, uh, she giggles a little bit. Uh, the She giggles about the crowd wanting her. She's like, are you serious? And she actually does, like, crack a smile. So that made me smile a little bit. So she's, mm, she kind of got to me there. Charlotte says she loves her dad and she leaves. Um, honestly, that was a little bit of a oof. Uh, I didn't like this promo, so I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I mean, I am not a fan of Charlotte Flair. I think she's a good wrestler. I just don't like, just don't like her. That's it. Now we move on to Rey Mysterio versus... LA Knight. Yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, Ray's wife and daughter are in the crowd. Dom comes out to watch Ray Mysterio. <laughs> 
And that's going to cause uh, Ray some distractions throughout the match. So Ray is in a position to win the match. He gets distracted by Don Mysterio, as always. LA Knight rolls up Ray Mysterio for the W. Doesn't really matter. I mean, the match was okay, but with all the outside interference and the family being there, we knew that this stuff was going to go down. But are we finally going to get this match? So Dom, in the ring, he's pushing around his his jefe, demanding a match at WrestleMania yet again. Ray walks away with the straps down. I was like, oh snap, is he going to fight him? Nope, he walks away. Dom starts chirping his mom, says that she married a pathetic deadbeat loser, and that makes her a deadbeat. I mean, oh my god. Who is writing this stuff? This is fantastic. I am giggling. This is great. Dom screams at his real mommy. This sets off Rey Mysterio enough to push Dom to the ground. And he finally, finally accepts the match against his own son at WrestleMania. It's not in a ladder match. Not yet, anyway. There's still, still a week. It could become a ladder match for some reason. But the crowd pops big for this. We finally get it. They've been teasing it for months now. <laughs> Finally, we're getting it. And this is the thumbs up, man. I've really enjoyed Dom Mysterio. And, you know, Ray, finally, he's going to get the chance to put over his son at WrestleMania. I feel like Dom should get the win here. But, you know, honestly, it's WWE. One would not be surprised if Ray Mysterio wins this match. But he is going into the Hall of Fame. But anyway, I'm just really excited for this match. It should be a lot of fun. Don't know if it's going to be like a banger in the ring. But it's going to be entertaining, I'm hoping, at least. So that's a thumbs up. We move on to Zia Lee and Lacey Evans versus Shotzi Blackheart and Natalia. I mean, holy moly. Talk about just picking names out of a hat and throwing them together here. Like, this is the most random tag team. So, Natalia locks in a sharpshooter for the victory here. Shotzi and Natalia are going to WrestleMania. So, they're going to be in that... It, they're calling it like a showcase fatal four-way. So, basically just trying to throw in as many... Uh, superstars onto the card as possible to showcase everybody, hence the showcase name. It was in not really a special, it wasn't very good. Uh, not as good as the last time they threw together the tag teams last week. This one, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Zia Lee. I think she's great. Lacey Evans, yeah, Shotzi, I like, I like her look. Everything else, yeah, and Natalia's just Natalia. It's just, you know... Uh, anyway, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler come out to announce that they are also added to the WrestleMania match. I mean, they just get in on name alone, Ronda Rousey. And again, you know, it's it, the crowd doesn't really care about this, even though it's Ronda Rousey. But okay, moving on, we got Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunter for the contract signing for their match, or the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. So this is going to be, oh, this is going to be fine. No one's going to get in a big brawl. This is going to go smoothly. And, you know, every contract signing in the WWE always goes smoothly. So let's see how smoothly this goes. Gunther says he's going to beat everybody, even Butch. So Butch is just like, oh, hell no. He blows a gasket. He just clears the table, just goes flying at Gunther, clocks him right in the face. Gunther is so angry. He picks up, like, the huge table, hums it out of the ring. Like, I was concerned that that thing was going into the crowd. Like, oh my, sh holy shit, dude. Like, that was a close one. So, Gunther is white hot. They go to commercial break, and, like, Gunther, I swear, he looked like, he looked like a strawberry. He was so red in the face, screaming at Adam Pearce. So, he's demanding a match against Butch right now. So, he gets what he wants. We go into the match. It is Gunter versus Butch. I don't know. I almost went German there for a second. My apologies. 
brawling brutes start fighting with each other on the outside so this is interesting it looks like cracks are starting to form here because i mean drew and sheamus are in the brawling brutes they're friends but now they have to become enemies because they're both facing each other at wrestlemania for the title and now you have butch and the other guy ridge there it is i got him and now they have to try and choose sides and it looks like butch might be siding with uh, i believe it looks like he's going with um gunter or uh, not gunter no no not gunter i think he's with sheamus anyway it's really interesting now that they're falling apart i feel like that's fine because like butch is such a fantastic talent i really like it's nice to see him kind of getting like a rub from Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. That's great, but I mean, rather, I would, again, I would love him just to go back to NXT. I actually think his run on the main roster, if you want to call it that, Raw SmackDown, it's been good. He's been good, but I could see that moving on now. But anyway, that's that's for later time, just kind of s- planting a seed here for that. So, um, back to the match. Gunter turns Butch inside out with a punch, and he hits the last Symphony driver for the W here, and this was a really solid match. I, for me personally, this is like a dream match for me. But with the proper setting, this would have been an absolute banger. But this is more of a setting up situation for WrestleMania, so the match was kind of on the back burner. But uh, still a solid match. After that, McIntyre nails a Claymore on Gunter. So. Holy jumping! Uh, things are breaking down. I'm very excited for this. I've I've loved the brawling brutes. I really enjoy Sheamus and McIntyre as friends. I enjoy them as enemies. You're throwing in Gunter. Gunter, by the way, he looked fantastic tonight. I mean, he has lost a. He looks great, dude. Like uh, he's getting more muscular. He's wow, great, great job, Gunter. So solid stuff right here. Braun Strowman and Ricochet, they're upset at the Street Profits because they're chirping bald people or something, and Braun Strowman has a shaved head, Ricochet also has a shaved head, and they also tell Angelo Dawkins that his hair is looking a little tin, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've been talking about Angelo Dawkins with my wife, I'm like, yo, I think that Angelo Dawkins is kind of going through the LeBron James thing, so... I mean, long story short, LeBron James was losing his hair. He used to wear a headband for a long time to cover up his receding hairline, and Angelo Dawkins is kind of doing the same thing. But it's okay. It's okay. Lots of people lose their hair. It's all right. It's okay. Anyway, I thought this was pretty funny, so an all right segment backstage. So we finish off the show with Kevin Owens doing his Kevin Owens show. Very clever name. But his guest is Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens giving Sammy a hard time about having to come out separately. <laughs> I I like the way I love the way that Kevin Owens ribs people. Like he's just just like, oh yeah, you know, it was uh, I wanted to come out together, but you wanted to do your own thing. Classic Kevin Owens stuff right here. So that's a thumbs up. Kevin gifts Sammy Zayn a new Kevin O or a KO Mania shirt, and uh, he does that every year. Apparently, I don't know. I don't really keep. I I'm literally wearing a Kevin Owens shirt right now, but not the KO Mania shirt. Um, so he gives that to Sami Zayn, but on the backside, it also says WrestleZania. So I, I love the, I love the KO Mania WrestleZania slogan, but the shirt itself was like, nah, didn't like the shirt all that much. So Sami's reaction here is extremely cute. He's really, really excited about it. Throws the shirt on, they hug it out. And then the, the Usos, the Ursos, the Usos ruin the moment they start attacking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. KO still seems to be holding on to some jealousy here towards Sami Zayn. Um, don't know if this is going to play into the Mania match or if this is again planting seeds for the WrestleMania match or for after the WrestleMania match. 
I still feel really good that these two can beat the Usos for the Undisputed Champion or Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania, but... With that, I don't know, just that little bit of ribbing. It's hard to tell with Kevin Owens, right, if he's actually, like, serious. But I don't know. I still feel like he's holding on to some jealousy. I feel like this is a, a storyline that they can play with for a long time. I mean, Kevin Owens can bring up the you know, lots of things about jealousy. The fact that he kind of got pushed aside as uh, it could have been KO Mania. But then Sami Zayn just really, really emerged over the last year and kind of pushed Kevin Owens to the side. So they can play with that. Regardless, I just, I'm still just over the moon that it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting some spotlight finally. Just two fantastic performers. And that is SmackDown. Not the best SmackDown I felt overall. This segment was fine. Very predictable stuff right here. Well, not predictable that he's going to pull out the the t-shirt but that they were going to get attacked by the usos because they always do that's just kind of how that goes down it was an all right smackdown i'm going to give it a five and a half out of ten and finally friday night rampage decided to show up on saturday night so that is why this review is so late so we start off rampage with powerhouse hobbs with the qt tv people Versus Penta with Alex for the TNT Championship. Penta hits a huge dive to the outside. He lands really hard on his back. I mean, Hobbs didn't really catch him there. He just kind of let him crash and burn, so that was painful. QT causes a distraction. Hobbs hits Penta with the belt to retain his title. An alright opening match. I mean, um... Definitely not as good as last week's uh, with Ray Phoenix versus Hobbs, but uh, Penta did his thing. He's, um... He's not as talented in the ring as Pe or, uh, as Ray Phoenix is, but he's still very entertaining to watch. Hobbs and the crew try to beat down Penta, but his brother Ray Phoenix comes down for the save. And we got Ricky Starks. He calls out Juice Robinson for a fight. Robinson comes out. He's talking really weird. I I don't know if that's his gimmick or anything, but I was I was liking the way that he was talking. Uh, he walks towards Ricky. Changes his mind and then he runs off. So, I don't know, man. Juice is just acting really weird. It was pretty funny. Uh, Juice wants a bigger stage to fight on. So, he wants to fight him in New York City. So, that'll be next week, I believe. We got Brody King with Julia Hart versus Jake Haggard and his hat. Anna Jay comes down to knock off Julia Hart's hat and smacks her into the steel post. This distracts Brody, but it doesn't really matter. He still is able to de to demolish Jake Haggard for the W here. Pretty solid fight. Just a lot of big strikes. Lots of punching and kicking. Uh, you got that classic Brody King chops in there. It was, it was alright. Not too bad. Layla Gray with Jade and Mark uh, Sterling. Is that his name? Mark Sterling? I don't know. Smart Mark. Versus Taya Valkyria. So Smart Mark is yelling and showing off the cease and desist order to Taya during her match. Doesn't do anything to bother her. Valkyria hits the road to Valhalla for the W, which is her version of Jaded. Just a quick squash match here, not really much to say. After the match, Taya hits Mark with a Jaded because that guy's a jerk. I mean, jeez. And now it is time for our main event. It is the Acclaimed versus... The Kingdoms, Matt Bennett and Taven with Maria. We got a really good rap from Caster at the beginning. Nice burn on Maria, I really like that one. Daddy Magic and Parker join commentary, but there's not enough microphones for freaking poor Angelo, so he just has to sit there. That was funny. 
Daddy Ass and Top Flight scare off Maria, so she's gone. The Acclaimed hit the arrival for the W. Solid match. I mean, it was uh, lots of fun energy. I mean, everyone was having a really good time out there. I mean, it's a scissor party out there. Everyone's having fun, as is tradition for the Acclaimed. I mean, that's just what they do. Uh, and that is Rampage. A pretty entertaining Rampage overall. Not really much for bangers in terms of wrestling, but it was an entertaining show. I was honestly a little bit let down by Hobbs and Penta. I, did, I wasn't expecting, like, a banger or anything, but I was expecting... I don't know. I was, I was not expecting, but hoping that Hobbs would uh, start stringing together some really good quality matches. And this one, it was fine, just not up to the level of Ray Phoenix that he had last week. But solid show overall. We're going to give it a 6 out of 10. Now we move on to everyone's favorite section of the show. It is the three stars of the week. So we hand out three stars for the three best matches, in my opinion, throughout the week. And uh, we're going to do one shout-out this week. I got a shout-out. The Guns versus Top Flight on Dynamite this week. That was a really fun match. I mean, I'm a big old fan of Top Flight. I think they're still underrated. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good match. Don't get to see the Guns in a whole lot of wrestling matches. At least me, personally. And I thought they held in there pretty good with that match. That was one of their better performances. At least, if not the best performance I've seen them in so far. So I'll give them a shout-out. Pretty good match. And now, for the official three stars of the week... Third star goes to John Moxley and Stu Grayson on Dynamite this week. I mean, welcome back, Stu Grayson. He's been on fire since returning to AEW. Getting in the ring with one-on-one match versus John Moxley, and I was impressed, man. Uh, Stu Grayson has uh, got some pretty good high-flying abilities out there. I was impressed, man. I really liked that, and uh, good match against Moxley. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to, and this would have been the first star if they just gave me a nice clean finish, but JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov on NXT this week was a great match. Um, I just, it's just way too, it's just so sad that it didn't get a nice clean finish. This would have been a match of the year contender easily if we got that a nice finish, but going on with the storyline stuff right now on NXT, it's understandable, but still, why do we have to sacrifice a dream match such as such as this with Dragunov versus McDonough. I mean, I would say, you know, th- throw Tyler Bate in there as well. Like, those three are, like, I would say the best of the best of the in-ring talent in NXT. And they delivered, man, for sure. Really good match. Hoping that they will uh, re-fight uh, uh, again and we can have a nice clean finish. That would be really nice. And the first star of the week goes to... It is Vikingo versus Kenny Omega on Dynamite. I um, I just had my eyes open to the Vikingo. I mean, wow, that match was awesome. That dude was doing moves that I've never seen before. One of the cleanest 630 splashes I have ever seen, and he does it through a table. I mean, if you have not seen Vikingo, I mean, do yourself a favor. Go watch him fight Kenny Omega. Dream match. Definitely lived up to that to that moniker. It was definitely a dream match. It was very, very good. And it is good enough to get my first star of the week. So there you go, everybody. Let me know what your uh, your favorite matches of the week are. What do you think about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? I'm sad that it looks like we're not going to get a Universal Championship for them right now, anyway. I'd, we'll see. There's, there's still the future. But yeah, uh, let me know what you guys thought about the wrestling this week. 
Uh, I apologize that it's coming out on Sunday instead of Saturday, but that is that's Rampage's fault. They they decided we're just gonna have it uh, as late as possible on a Saturday night. So that's great. Thank you very much for that, Rampage. And uh, be on the lookout for the uh, GamerCast tomorrow on Monday. I'm going to be doing an episode on Super Castlevania 4. Uh, old retro game there, but oh buddy, do I ever have a history with Castlevania. So uh, listen to that tomorrow. And on Wednesday, we'll be back with the HockeyCast. And as always, we'll be back again on Saturday, hopefully Saturday, with the Wrestling Recap. WrestleMania is this fucking coming weekend. I mean, oh my goodness, it's finally here. Gonna have a big award show uh, to end the first season of the GX Plus cast, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a big month for the podcast, that's for sure. Not only is WrestleMania right around the corner, but got the NHL playoffs right around the corner as well. So yeah, it's going to be a busy time here with the podcast, so thank you everybody for listening. Enjoy your day, and we'll be back again tomorrow with Super Castlevania 4.